Get my head straight, but I can't figure out which backstreet boy I want to impregnate. Uh, Dr. Dre said, Flip Shady, you a cutie. Uh-huh. I'll give you a deal. Let me up in that. All right, and we're back. Three dudes in Cold Bruce podcast. Y'all know me, the prototype Eddie Vegas. And I already introduced myself once, but I am Steve, <laughs> aka Fork Tongue, and I took pills with my scotch. He did. This is aka Uncle Dobby. And I, like last episode, I'm not going to take any pills, so I'm going to just pass it on. <laughs> just excedrin, people, that's all. Do you, do you ever feel like uh, you're just repeating time? Deja vu? Deja vu? Twilight Zone? Every Twilight Zone? Day. Fucking Black Mirror, from what I hear? Well, it turns out we did, in fact, do that, guys. Uh, you might not understand what's going on, but we already started this episode once. Uh, we were 20 minutes in, and my computer decided to have a malfunction, which happens. Technology sucks sometimes. We should uh, Once we get a little bit more into this, we'll start finding different ways to back ourselves up, I guess, or learn more things. This is how uh, this is how you do things, right? On a low budget. Uh, it's hard. What, what did Don McDarrell say in uh, video three? He said, uh, it's hard to be first class when you're white trash roach class. <laughs> right? That's us right now in this podcast. <laughs> we're roach class. Um so this episode is uh, we're we're celebrating a little bit. We're gonna keep an extra attentive eye to our yes. uh, computer at the moment. It looks like we're doing all right for now. I think yep. we figured out the problem. Um, we're having a little scotch, Glenn Levitt. Thank you. This episode is in fact brought to you in part by the Glenn Levitt Twelve Age. Um, just a small little bottle, just to celebrate the boys and us uh, and me. God, me and the boys. Um, this is our tenth recording. Not sure if it's gonna come out as the tenth episode. I don't think it is. But um, we never thought we'd get this far. We've already said all this, so it kind of takes the momentum out of it. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to do this again, but it's okay. Uh, so long story short, we're going to have fun. Tonight's episode, um, for the music discussion, we're going to just do two random picks. It's been a little while since we've been able to do that. And this one is a fucking jawbreaker of an episode as far as we music is concerned. Heavy. Real fucking heavy. Like Roseanne Barr, 1992 heavy. Um, it, like we're like we're talking free willy jumping over the rocks, splashing in the other side. Nutty heavy. professor heavy. With y'all, that's a big motherfucker. Anyways, so uh, heavy ass picks this week. Um, I think you'll all enjoy it. I think the music talk should be pretty good. We have a few other things coming up. We did discuss in the last. Attempted this recording. Uh, I went to Ozzy Osbourne recently, his last tour. I'm going to sum it up a little bit quicker this time because I already lost it and now I lost my momentum with it and I'm uh, more scotch in than I was 20 minutes ago. Hmm. Um, which, great show, great tour. Seen him a bunch of times. Great set list. Missed t- four songs or so because of traffic. Traffic really sucks. Have been in that traffic once before. Sorry, guys. I'm just, uh, this is going to suck for a second because I'm just trying to make it, make it funny for the boys that have heard the story. Uh, got to see Ozzy. Really happy that I got to. Kristen, my wife, bought me tickets the day before my birthday. Uh, so it was a really nice surprise. Me and my daughter went first time and last time she'll ever get to see Ozzy. She liked him. 
was very impressed with it. She actually thought she had more fun at seeing Zombie Live because he's a little more fun, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. He's younger. It is what it is. Yeah. There's a 20 year age gap between those two guys. Um, bunch of shows coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing a few concert reviews in the near future. Uh, the next episode we're recording is actually going to be uh, a field trip, the first of its kind. The three dudes are, in fact, going to go see a live show and then record an episode right afterwards so we get the raw power of Philip H. Anselmo in the illegals. Um, we're going to go see him next Saturday. So if you guys... Uh, Will this one, will this air? No, this one air before then. That pro- maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. If this airs before then, then come see us. If this airs after, you missed out on a good show. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so, so. None of us even really are fans of the illegals, but no. it's Phil and Samuel, So fuck. Uh, how do you fucking? Yeah. How do you not? Go? I I got to see the first uh, Phil and Samuel in the illegals tour. I punched a dude in the back of the fucking head because he elbowed my girlfriend in the face twice. The first time is an accident. The second time, you're trying to be a dickhead. So I beat the fuck out of this kid. And I felt good about it. Um, and that's what you get for punching a fucking innocent girl or trying to hit an innocent girl for no reason because you're a fucking douche. And that's what you get. And his girlfriend uh, pleaded mercy and jumped in between, in between us. And I actually think this is a better story than what I was going towards <laughs> last time. So fuck it. So the people that got to see Instagram Live while we were recording the last sec, uh, section, you got your own little fucking nice niche because this is not gonna that's not gonna air now. So hey, yeah, Josh save Hogan, that in a vault somewhere. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Josh Hogan and uh, R.I.P. his grandma. So um, I'm gonna throw that out there while yes. I was talking about. It. Oh, also R.I.P. Burt Reynolds. We never even thought about talking oh, yeah. about that, but we have to talk about that. Uh, R.I.P. John McCain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Eh. It's always sad to see somebody like that because he is what he is. But yeah, it's sad to see a war criminal die. Yeah, <laughs> this is a way different episode than what we had twenty minutes ago. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what the three dudes and Colbers do. We had a discussion about Louis C.K. last time. Do we want to try to do that again? Yeah, we, we might as well a little bit. We don't have to yeah, go you know, because we don't have to go as, as in depth. But Steve's so uh, Louis C.K. after nine nine months after his uh, jerking off in front of women escapades uh, decided to come back into comedy at a spot show not announce it uh, someplace in New York I believe and uh, people are all up in arms about it Uh, to me it's blown out of proportion he didn't rape anybody he didn't touch little kids all he did he asked permission to jerk off in front of people some people said yes and thought it was funny some people said no I understand where women uh, come in and they say you know there's a there's a power thing power thing. Louis is a powerful guy in the industry. You don't want to say no to somebody like that because it, it could affect your career. But this was also before he was a powerful guy and apparently this was a long time ago and he hasn't done it in a long time. Um, and again, I understand people being outraged about it um, and who happened to be in the crowd that night because if you're a woman, you might come in feeling uncomfortable that, that you're at his show at this point. But, um, it's blown out of proportion. He probably should have announced it. He should have, um, said, I'm going to be here on this day. I'm coming back. And he should probably sit down and talk about it. Whether just in front of his own camera on YouTube or go on, uh, Rogan's podcast, which would probably be the best place to do it. Because Rogan's got a huge audience. He's an open-minded guy. He'll play devil advocate at the same time. 
Um, and, but to me, people being outraged about it is uh, a little bit, um, you know, like we seem to talk about a lot on these shows, it's, it's a little bit over the top. We live in an age of outrage culture. People are professionally outraged, like it's their job and they get paid to do it for absolutely no reason. I'm not that there's no reason. It was a creepy fucking move to ask to jerk off in front of these women. But he asked, and it's been nine months. I've seen people say, oh, he should have waited at least a year. Well, what's the fucking difference? Three months. He's just, I'm going to sit out another three months just because a year sounds better than nine months. No, it's stupid. He did what he did. He should announce it from now on, and he should go on and talk about it. Um, what do you guys think? Like I said, uh, I think, you know, he did his time. He doesn't really uh, need to own up to anything at this point. I really don't see why he shouldn't be able to follow his career and try and move on. Go ahead. <laughs> 20 minutes ago, Ray had a way better in-depth conversation yeah. about that, but... It's 20 minutes later, so this is, uh, this feels like an episode of, uh, Quantum Leap. <laughs> but it's, it's not as cool. Uh, so, sorry. Come on. Let's talk about Bill Cosby now. I, fuck, I had a really good Bill Cosby joke last time. Yeah. Alright, anyways, so my take on it, here's what, here's what I have. Uh, Louis C.K. Uh, did some dumb shit, didn't jerk off in front of kids. Didn't jerk off uh, uh, in front of people that he didn't know, I guess. I don't think there's a right way to say it. He did something stupid. It was a long time ago. Dude should be able to make his career. Should be able to um, come back to work, right? I think everybody deserves that. Because he wasn't proven to do anything really weird, like Bill Cosby. Yeah. That's right, I said that. We're live again, by the way. I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm not afraid to be on camera. Somebody else is over here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Welcome to Uncle Davies Lair, by the way, everybody. We already did this once. Yeah. Love making sound section. Yes. Uh, Audio listening. Creepy season. Santa. Yep. The dude. The dude. The dude. Creepy Santa. Deodorant. We forgot the flavor saver <laughs> station. Yeah. <laughs> He's single, ladies. Single and ready to mingle. So, anyways, um, the Louis C.K. thing. Here's the deal. Wouldn't want my daughter to go through that. Wouldn't want my wife, my mom, my sister, anybody to go through something like that because it's stupid. But at the same time, if it's a humorous situation, I find humor in just about anything. I think you can find humor in just about anything, but it depends on the context of which it is being done. I don't find pedophiles funny. I think they're fucking scumbags. I don't find woman beaters funny. I think you're fucking scumbags. Um, And etc. There's a long laundry list of things I don't find okay. But something like what he did, man, he did something stupid. I don't know if half those people said yes or not. We don't really know the whole story. The biggest issue that he he fucked up with was not having... A long form discussion about it by now. How how is he not being such a popular figure? Come out and had an interview by now, or been on a podcast, or done a Vice piece, or something. There's so many outlets now. Hi Gary. Hey Gary, what's up, man? It is what it is, <laughs> basically. Hope you're okay. Burger, leftover burger. Hashtag. That's what I do now. Um, so, um, you can tell, guys, I'm actually somewhat okay in front of the camera. It doesn't really bother me. I look down a lot because I'm staring at um, Muhammad Ali right now. But um, here's what, here's the deal, man. He did something stupid. Um, I believe he should be able to come back to work. Is it too soon? I don't know. I think it's only too soon because he hasn't shed a little light on his end of the story more so than what he has. If I don't really think he's said anything about it. No. Um, I don't think it was a smart idea to come out and do a spot show like he did. I think he should be at this point. If you're not going to come out and do an interview, I think he should come out 
and at least announce his first couple of shows. Excuse me. And give his audience that back him a chance to go see him and give the audience that does not a chance to say no. Right, especially because, especially women because obviously, you know, he, he asked to jerk off in front of women and yeah. if you're if you're in the audience and you, I, I hate to use the word, but you could be triggered by such a thing and What's well, true? Especially if you're not announcing it, you're just showing up and maybe maybe you're a woman who's been who's been raped or whatever in the well, past. Or, or maybe you just don't know the whole story. Maybe you've just sure. heard that he was running around jerking, and fa- jerking off in front of girls. Like, okay, let's good context, bad context. I know people that have, let's say, streaked at a, a, a cookout once. <laughs> Not me. And it was, no. <laughs> very, very funny scenario. We'll talk about it on the podcast eventually. We might even end up talking about it now. It was actually very, very funny. It was one of my Memorial Day cookouts a long time ago. We all know they're somewhat infamous now. It's one of the first ones. Um, homeboy got some splinters in his nutsack from it. It was actually really, really funny because he decided to pole dance on something that was not meant to pole dance on. Ooh. A square banister. A very yeah. old one at that. Ooh. Very, very funny, though. Whoa. Everybody had a good chuckle. Nobody thought it was a sexual nature because it was just a dude streaking. It was fucking hilarious. And he ended up, again, pole dancing <laughs> raw dog on a fucking old splinter. Can we name names? Was right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that what, was that's why it's so funny. Um, and it was me. Yeah, and it was me. <laughs> he's, he's not worried about it. But that was funny. So, but Ray wasn't going, oh, yeah, come on, honey, watch me crank one out. Like, that's not what he, <laughs> like, he's not that guy. I trust him with my entire family, 90% of them are women, Benny included. I'm kidding, Ben. I'm kidding. It was just your birthday. Happy birthday. He's 25. He's a quarter century old now, and he's been balding since he was 12. So, hey, whatever. God bless you. At least your hair pattern matches your age now. So it's funny get... what you'll do when somebody eggs you on. Nobody egged you on. Oh, yeah. Were no. You, were you drunk? No. Oh, uh, yeah. I was I was obliterated. Yeah. And, yes, yeah, somebody did egg me on. It was Jackie, by the way. <laughs> son. You wouldn't do it. And I Jackie, said, oh, see, yeah. I hope, you, I hope you see this. I hope she remembers that. Yeah. So yeah, we're, well, that we, we're gonna get Jackie. Uh, well, Jackie P now, but Jackie C is who she'll always be. Yeah. One of my best friends. She'll end up on here, which is, should be very interesting because she's quite a character. Uh, we have bro tattoos, by the way. Party time, excellent. She's got Abraham Lincoln tattooed on her arm, both from Wayne's World. If you didn't know, not Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you fucking morons. So that's what I thought too. Yep, I know. I know where you're going. I see you smirking. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyways, um, yeah, Louis C.K. did something stupid. I don't think he should be fully punished. He's not Bill Cosby. He's not a lot of other people out there that have done dumb shit. Um, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Walking out the courtroom not knowing what I did because I'm 80 years old and don't give a fuck. I even think uh, Kramer did something a little worse, you know? Being a bigot. True. Fucking, you know? No, yeah, that's actually a good point. Now, um, there's good context with the N-word and bad mm-hmm. context with the N-word, and he had bad context. You decide which one is what you're Who had okay good with. context? I think I... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is actually awesome. Anyways, look, guys, we have, we have a lot of fun here. Um, so that's the Louis C.K. thing. I think um, I think everybody deserves a second chance, realistically, especially with something like that. I'm sure it, it might have probably started a somewhat harmless prank. It was with other comedians, from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, might not have been harmless for them, you know. Might have been pretty fucking terrifying for them. He's not the best looking dude, you, you know. No. You, you know, like. Um, Louis, I'm sure you're going to watch this someday and someday. see this. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to see this and go, who the fuck is that guy? Right, what do you mean I'm not good looking? What do you mean I'm not look good, good looking? Right, yeah. uh, whatever, man. It is what it is. 
Hi, Gary. Hopefully, hopefully you're still watching. Um, I think. I don't know how this works. This is my first time. Here, here's the deal. That's the first time you said that, too. Um, so, <laughs> if you're watching this, if you see this, um, once it gets posted, what are your thoughts on it? Give us some feedback. Maybe this is the, why our first 20-minute segment of this got fucked up, because we were supposed to actually interact like this. Um, put it on the table. Hopefully, we'll bring this back. I'd like to do this again um, on multiple episodes, because these are going to air at different times. Um, and maybe this will bring more of a discussion to the table. So, um, Eddie Vegas, you guys finally get to see me talk in person. Hey, uh, if you don't follow me already, anyways. And Dobby, who doesn't even exist on social media outside of Facebook. So, you guys finally get to see him. That's it. That's an and maybe we'll get the camera flipped on old Fork Tongue over there sometime. You never know. Yeah. Um, Whoa. What the fuck? Woof. The recluse himself. <laughs> you guys don't see that very often. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that story. Do you want to keep it rolling for where we go next? No, we're going to stop it right here. See you, Gary. Fuck you guys. (laughs) Dead air for 10 seconds just because we have to take a sip. All right, boom. So we just did a little live chat also. We also are almost back to the uh, finishing point of our last episode. I did a quick Ozzy discussion. I'm actually glad that we got to redo that because I started going off on another one of my wonderful tangents. Yeah, that Um, actually might have been better. I actually think this one ended up a lot better. Um, hey, who, who fucking knows sometimes? Um, from there, we'll segue into my quick plug for uh, Nova Promotions. It was my birthday uh, Friday, and uh, I got to debut for an up-and-coming company in Rhode Island um, run by local legend Jose Perez and a couple other great brothers um, from the local scene. Got to meet a lot of really good dudes. Um, everybody was very welcoming. It was probably the biggest chance I've had to be on a bigger platform. I've been on a couple bigger shows now. But this was, I'm hoping that this really takes off. I'm hoping that everything that I, I touch and am involved with takes off as far as wrestling is concerned. I should context that a little better after the Louis C.K. conversation. Um, Ray got to see me perform uh, as a wrestler uh, for the first time since I've been back as, a, I guess, an indie guy, pro, whatever you want to call me. Um, what'd you think of the show? Like I was saying, I'm not the hugest fan of wrestling. They don't but... know that you were saying it. That's, you got to stop saying <laughs> it. All right, well, anyway. You gotta pretend like we didn't say it already. All right. Well, basically, quantum yeah. leap. All right. So, uh, I got a little. What'd you think of the show? Right there. I thought it was a good show for what it's worth. Good. Um, I thought it's good for like the kids in the crowd and a lot of other. He's people not a wrestling there. fan, by the way. Yeah. So just so we're clear on that. But what, um, what'd you think of the performance I had? I mean, honestly, I thought it was good. Uh, like I said, I thought your match in general had the crowd going more than probably any other match there that night. So I thought it was I good for that. what it, it's worth. So now that you got to see me perform live, this is literally where it died last time. Yeah. Um, you're finally getting to see what I do because I come right from wrestling sometimes to to um, record these. Uh, Steve's been a wrestler before, so he knows what it does take out of you and what it can take out of you. So he can vouch for me on that. It is. It's a lot to lot a lot to put on a plate, uh, but if I don't keep moving, I I, I wither away just like a, a leaf in the fall. Um, that's some some deep shit there, that's guys. Good. You're you're welcome. Scotch. It's amazing what that does. To me, you know, <laughs> I'm drinking a lot of green bottle stuff tonight. I'm uh, two tall boy Stella Artois deep, and uh, we are sipping on some wonderful Glenlivet. I mean, God damn, is there? I'm sure there's better. Somebody will fucking some Scotch uppity tidy fucking douchebag will tell me that there's mm-hmm. better stuff. From my well, this has notes of blah blah blah, blah oak and blah, fucking blah, blah. cinnamon and nutmeg. You gotta swirl it and you gotta swirl it and sniff it and oh, hold on, guys, hold on, let's do the real test. <laughs> yeah, 
Not to be confused with the last episode of Ray ripping a bong and fucking Joe Walsh's face was hilarious. Um, but, <laughs> but, look, I man, didn't do any of I'm that. I'm a fucking Scotch guy. It took me a long time to really enjoy it and understand why it's such a wonderful thing to just sit back and sip on. But uh, we should probably do this more often during the fucking shows because it just it. I got a nice little buzz off that little bit. You don't of need a lot, dude. That's the best part about it, and it keeps you mellow, and it just makes you feel good. It helps your brain. Uh, it makes the dick real strong. Sorry, Rosie. If you <laughs> strong listen. dick game. Strong dong game. Big um, dick energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have no doubt. Like Muhammad Ali and the Thriller in Manila. That's my fucking shit on Glenn Lovett Twelve. None of that rhymed, unfortunately, after the thriller in Manila, but that's okay. So, I performed uh, Nova Promotions. Go check them out. Hopefully, by the time this airs, there will be some footage of that show. Like, actual... Um, there's already some footage on my Facebook, but hopefully there's some actual real footage from the show um, up for then. But uh, there's another show coming up. This will air, I think, before the next show, which is October 5th. I have a fucking litany of shows and, uh, of coming up... Uh, so we'll plug those as they go. I don't need to constantly take up time. Um, where I wanted to go from this, did you have anything major to go through? Do you want to do nope. music now? Do you want to do... No, what else did you have? Oh, so this has been on my, my list of things to talk about for a little while. I just kind of wanted to touch on it and I thought it would be fun. Um, for a while, at my, I have a, a thing on my phone where I take notes for the show and I take notes on the songs I want to do. And um, This is just my general one of podcast topics. So this is my list of songs that I want to bring to the table eventually. It changes constantly. I have uh, song theme ideas that I haven't brought to these guys yet that I want to eventually work on, but I like to fine-tune them. And then um, the th- number one thing that's been on my mind for a while, for about four episodes now, is bring up cool CDs, vinyl, like my Exhumed Buzzsaw CD. And what that means is, like, name some vinyls or some CDs or something that you thought had cool packaging or cool layouts. Or um, I have an Exhumed album that I stri- literally only bought because the CD is cut out like a buzzsaw. So there's they have the vinyl like that too. For real? Yeah, they have it. Uh, it's, it's Exhumed. It's probably, probably the, exact the same, same album. album. Yeah. It's cut out like a buzzsaw and there's blood inside and the blood moves around. Like there's liquid inside. That's cool. There, like there's a Friday the 13th yeah, vinyl yeah. like that yeah. too that's dope. I, yeah. I, that's hard to find. Um, I mean, it can. this conversation... Can, it doesn't need to be real long, but um, a brief rundown of albums that you thought were cool layouts or vinyl that were really cool layouts or um, sp- special splatter <coughs> color vinyls that you have. Maybe I mean you have you both have a. I mean ton. even based that on even on just album covers in general. No, um, no, no, no. Because no. album covers, our album artwork to me is a is a topic all its own. I yeah. think that should get a dedicated. You're, segment sometime. you're basically gearing it towards. I'm talking mainly strictly just the, the disc. Yes, the disc it itself. It however, out. it was played. Gotcha. So, and I think there's really only two <clears throat> mediums of that, which would either be a vinyl or a CD, something that it's been put to, because they have the they have the picture discs for vinyl. They have cool splatter layouts now, which is really big, special edition, uh, rare editions, things like that, um, things that were cut out a specific way. Mm-hmm. CDs had that for a while, <clears throat> like the Buzzsaw album, or there's a really cool bootleg um, Kirk Cobain interview that's his face. And it's strict. It's literally just his face, and it's on a really small burn disc. And I think I know Nolan owns that. that I, we got to get him on because he's got more Nirvana stuff than you'll, anybody you'll ever meet in your life. Crates and crates and crates on top of crates of vinyl stuff and Pantera stuff. He's a once you love something, you love something. But he's got a, a cool digipack of uh, the Nevermind album from the '90s that had liquid. It's a gel pack. And it was, it's just a normal CD, but the the case instead of being a jewel like hard plastic case, yep. it's liquid, and the liquid's all dried up now because it was from the '90s. Mm. But it would like it 
moved because it's the baby underwater, you know? Yeah. Um, the Buzzsaw one's a really cool one that I remember. I have a cool Terror album, Terror the Hardcore Band, where the the CD looks and feels like vinyl, but plays on the I bottom. I have seen those before. Those are fucking cool yeah. as shit. That's, it's uh, One with the Underdogs is the name of that album. Do they actually have grooves cut into them? On the top, yes. Yeah. On the top half, it's actual grooves. It feels just like a regular vinyl. On the bottom, it's a black disc. So it plays just like a regular CD would. My exhumed one doesn't play in very many things. Some things can't read it because it's heavier than most things. Mm -hmm. um, what do you have like that? Do you have other things like that? Um, I don't have any like any uh, cutout kind of vinyls, but I have tons of splatter stuff. Nothing really sticks out to me. The 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 most the thing that sticks out to me the most is a, a Pagan Altar album, which we've covered on a previous show. The album is uh, mythical and magical, and it's got like extra, extra thick uh, cardboard stock on the vinyl, and it's 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 gold gold stamped and it's embossed. So there's like a like it's a three D texture to it, to, yeah, it yeah. to the whole. It's, it's basically the art is basically their logo. It's like an old man with long hair and a beard, and uh, it's got all this other stuff in the background that is embossed and it kind of feels like 3D like if you were almost like Braille obviously yeah. not Braille because no, it's you, not I know dots you mean, but yeah, I know yeah but that's mean. probably I don't really have a lot of a lot of stuff like that but that's probably the one that sticks out the but most. you know of what I've talked yeah, yeah. yeah Ray anything that sticks out to you? Um, I like my pentagram album that's like kind of translucent like see through almost yeah um you know, I just like I only have a couple that are like you know different colors that are pretty you know different than your average. Yeah, vinyl. a lot of times it's getting I don't, bigger now. Oh yeah, um, it's been, it's usually I've seen a lot online. I don't have a lot of that. I kind of find that. I mean, it's cool in a sense, but I think it's kind of trendy too. Yeah, it's kind of becoming um, like fucking stamp collecting yeah. vinyl, where it's like okay, here's five hundred on black, and here's splatter limited to a hundred, and those yeah. sell for way more than the black ones. I tend to go for black unless the splatter vinyl or colored vinyl matches the colors on. I feel like I don't go artwork. out of my way to buy one. Yeah, I don't if either. I get it, that's see, I do know. because I, I buy vinyl for newer yeah. bands. Yeah. So I, I I do a lot of pre-orders from that because I don't I still believe in buying albums. Right. Now, but the problem is now that Spotify's around, you don't need to. Right. So if it's something I really want to support, a band that I really love that's relevant now, I'll buy. I'll purposely buy the one of the. You know the rare ones. A um, couple that jump out to me because I don't have the the vast collection like you guys have. I'm still newer to the vinyl collection. I was a big CD guy, so I had a bunch of stuff back in the day. Um, as far as albums is concerned, um, some of the cooler ones that I have, as far as splatter and stuff, the new Bleeding Through album is pretty cool. It's black and white splatter. I think that was limited to 500 or something. Um, I have a really cool hand numbered. Ramallah um, Sinners and Saints split Sinners and Saints I've been dying to play for the show but I've been saving it for a specific episode yeah. um, or time when we decide to do it but <clears throat> it's the same guy White Trash Rob from Blood for Blood on both bands and um, there was like seven or eight different variations that you could buy all limited yeah. this one specific one is a, like an eyeball like so the whole it's like the outer white of the eyeball and the middle is the blue section and it's limited to 100 hand-numbered that or pre-orders for a show for... Um, I got to see Sinners and Saints live, and when you know about the band, which we'll talk about another time, they don't, they've only played a handful of shows because it's a true side band. Like, it's, yeah. him and his brother are both in bigger bands. They never really got to... They wrote an album, didn't get to play with it much. I got to see a really cool one-off show. So it was only for pre-orders on that show. I have, like, number 88 out of 100 or whatever. That's kind of the cool thing about vinyl is... Not that I ever really planned to sell, sell my collection, 
but it's it's kind of an investment because you it can is. buy CDs and they're not worth anything as soon as you as soon as you buy them. But um, vinyl, I have about I got over eight hundred records, and I have Discogs, which I keep track of um, what albums I have, but also what pressing I have. Okay, That's and cool. it tells you how you can also buy and sell on there, and it gives you. Um, it tells you the whole value of your collection. And my collection, it tells you the low price, the medium price, and the high price. And the high price is worth about $28,000. Hmm. And the medium, I don't know, maybe maybe twenty. Hmm. So it's cool because, like I said, not that I plan on selling them, but um, you know, when you buy rare stuff like that, obviously it goes for more money on, on the market yeah. than you know, the regular black vinyl. Yeah. And if you ever are in a hard spot, you could it come it comes in handy. Yeah. It's it is it's one of those things where I'm glad that it came back and I feel like at this point now, um I feel like it's gonna stay for a while. I, I can't picture vinyl going away now. No, it's, it's going it's still even this year, every every year since about two thousand ten it's, going up, it's yeah. going up. And um, and cassettes are on the way back too. They've been back, yeah. They those are really limited though. Those are down to like fifty copies at a time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But those um I think those on on discogs they keep track of this shit it's the the fastest growing medium is cassettes right now even That's, even bigger than vinyl makes sense wow. it's not not on the it's not selling more than vinyl but the percentage has increased over vinyl like it's on, because it's still so mobile I, yeah, yeah like cds i i sell cars uh, we've already talked about this but i sell cars for a living a shoot job and 90 percent of the vehicles that are being made right now don't have cd plays anymore yeah right. It's they strictly just have like a auxiliary cable. You got it. It's either yeah. auxiliary or Bluetooth, and that's yeah. how you listen to music now. Um, because it's just it's one less thing they have to worry about. It's one less thing that will break. And it's nowadays this technology. I'm holding a phone in my hand. It's not going anywhere. No. So and like iPods died because there's a one single medium because phones can do all of that. Right. And like I have a Samsung Galaxy Eight Plus. I have a uh, an expanded memory chip in there. All my photos going there. I have like fucking three thousand high res photos on my yeah. plus footage from my wrestle matches. And, and the else. best thing about Spotify is I don't put anything on my phone. It's no, I just let it like fucking stream. Just let it, just let it play. There's only a handful of uh, albums I save just so I have it in case I go to New Hampshire or something. I don't have. Um, uh, did I talk about that? And I said go to New Hampshire. That was the last. That was the last one. Okay, so we're gonna skip that then. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't get people who there's there's a lot of people who that'll save all their music. You fucking save crazy. their it's music because they don't listen to as much as we do. And there's a lot of people who just completely disregard uh, digital stuff where they only buy physical. Which, which me, <laughs> I usually I utilize all of it. I, well, you have to because yeah. you never know when you're gonna need it. Uh, that plus digital has come a long way. Digital now sounds almost as good as vinyl. Yeah. In some cases. Now, yeah. I know. Even even vinyl, like really, it depends on your setup. Yes. Like you yeah. can have Ray's uh, setup is perfect. Right. You can have you can have vinyl and have a shitty setup and it yep. sounds worse than digital or CD. Yeah. Right. It really all depends on what you have. All I have in my house at the moment, I'm soon because we would like to have more than one spot to record, I'm going to invest in uh, a bookshelf setup at least so with some decent speakers just so yep. I have something a little bit better than what I have. So we can do so we're not always we're always at Ray's house uh, which 
I'm sure he doesn't mind because he doesn't like to sleep from here. But at the same time, it would be good to just have different environments. Yeah, I have an entire house. If we wanted to, you know, if we want to do it in my basement, outside, whatever, so it's a little bit different. But yeah, like this, we could actually do it outside now that we have this table, probably, right. and it would be fine. Exactly, we'd be able to do that. I have a desert, a couple of designated rooms. We could take over my. Kitchen. It doesn't matter. We're talking about stuff that doesn't matter at the moment. But yeah, all I have is one of those old school retro things that does all of it, and those have just basic speakers in them. Yeah, and certain albums sound fucking great in them. Like City in Color, like remember that song I showed you, mm-hmm. the woman song. That album is designed to sound like that. Yeah. So that sounds great on that that stereo. If anything, I actually think it might even sound more like what it's originally intended to sound like than what it would sound like on Rays. But then there's metal albums that like sound like shit because they yeah. designed that bass in the back. Or I'm sorry. Sure, sure yeah, and a lot of those, there. a lot of those, all in one. Because I started with that too when I first got back into vinyl, and they have ceramic needles, whereas something like this has a diamond needle, yeah, which yeah. reads the music much better than. Yeah ceramic and it treats the vinyl better <laughs> but yeah there's a there's a whole conversation we could probably talk about vinyl on a completely own episode and make it which we haven't thing. really done yet right. so um just, I'll, last couple I'll name off which we'll touch base on again when we do the the vinyl episode, which I'd like to do soon hmm. um I have a couple really uh the only other one I'll talk about right now I guess is uh the Every Time I Die Low Teens album that I pre-ordered so the pre-order what's cool about that is um the pre-order was straight black album right the pressing plant fucked up and left off two songs off of one of the sides of the album they sh- they had no other choice they had to ship them and anybody that pre-ordered with those got uh, eventually sent a, a, fr- a, a regular copy a real copy but what they did was instead of pressing it on black they pressed it on translucent pink like hot pink because it matches the color of the album's cover is all black and it just says low teens and hot pink writing yep. so it matches that hot pink writing and um, those are super limited to just the people who got the album fucked up. So I don't know how many the number is, uh, but I have both, and I saved both of them. So my intention eventually um, is to get the. I'm sure other people have done it. Is to get the boys to sign the fucked up copy. Yep. And like hang it and keep yep. that. But I just thought that was kind of a cool story. But that's uh, that's the the one thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm sure we'll bring that up again. But I just kind of wanted to touch a little light on that because I thought it was fun. And that was one of the things that got us to start doing this. Um, yeah. In the beginning was the vinyl collections that we have. I'm very, very minute compared to the two gentlemen that sit to the left and the right of me. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, cool stuff out there. It, hey, if you listen to this episode, if you have some cool CDs, if you have some cool um, vinyl prints out there, take a picture and tag us in it. Maybe yeah. that's something fun to do. Yeah. Um, I challenge a couple of people. If you listen to this episode, show me what you have. Um, tag us in it. Show uh, maybe you'll go finding stuff that you forgot that you had. I have a cool Ramallah album that um, I don't know what it's limited to, but the album's only seven or eight songs long. The original pressing of it, and half of the ones that were released were pressed on a full-blown CD, and it only uses like an inch of what can actually be burned on it. Yeah. Mine, the inch that's burned, is the only thing that has print on it, and then the rest of the CD is clear. So I have a really rare pressing of that album that yeah. I didn't realize was rare. Same thing with the Down, Down Nola. I have yeah. a fucking different um, pressing than everybody else. I, I did too. I have like a promotional copy from oh. back in the day. Oh, shit. Yeah. See? Well, the fucking, see, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Like those things that you find, you know, that are, you never really I have a promotional it. vinyl copy of Injustice for All. Hmm? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I, I found that at fucking Time Capsule one day. It was selling up for 30 bucks. I bring it home. I put it into my Discogs and it's going for like 250 bucks. So... That's crazy. They, I guess they didn't See, know what they had. But. What's funny is this is this is stuff that we could revolve to back to like Nolan, the dude I talk about all the time, had you know exorders, right? Yeah. So Nolan back in the day, like when eBay was still eBay, like original eBay, yeah. 
we found out about Exor in like the early 2000s and he bought the fucking original pressings of the cassette then he found original pressings of the CD so he's got both of those and then Roadrunner re-released both albums I know I fucking missed out I have that I have the double CD because yep. he gave it to me um, and then I also he gave, he found an original pressing of Power Metal on CD and then he has the reprint that somebody bootlegged and I have one of those yep because there was a uh, remember back when you could um, like Hit Parader and stuff you could order CDs back mm-hmm. then like bootlegs he's got a, a version that has um, Power Metal on one uh, one half the album CD and then a band called Villain on the other half which I've never even heard of them outside of that but they were like from the team so it's yeah. it's weird the, the stuff that can go on and on forever like it, it can oh, blow yeah. your mind especially bootlegs like the, this Armageddon's good for bootlegs like I went there last week and they had a, a live bootleg of Merciful Fate and on the other side was King Diamond so it was his two bands yep. fucking live I don't know well, bootlegs are actually starting to kind of revert back to like a popular thing again so like yeah. Pantera just released Dynamo. I've known that album. Yeah. It's fucking neat because Nolan had a copy of the bootleg, the original bootleg of yep. the Dynamo Festival. So I knew that album. Yeah, this is an official bootleg. This right? is an official bootleg yeah. where it was remastered so it sounds great for quality, for yep. modern technology. And I remember like the day it popped up, I listened to it and I was like, I forgot about it. And hearing it, and there's a part where Phil says, uh, like he has like, he's going to the beat of the drums and just do this like little, the band just plays a fucking dun 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 like behind Phil talking to the crowd yep. and he does this like Dynamo Dynamo yeah. and fucking Holland and, like, and I'm like me and Kristen are like we're making fucking breakfast and we're listening to it for the first time because it's from Holland that's where she's from yeah um, sorry inside stuff and I'm re- reciting it word for word and she's like I thought you'd never heard this before I'm like I didn't think I had <laughs> like, it's like deja vu yeah back to oh, the yeah. theme of the show oh, oh, yeah. so it's kind of deja vu oh. in itself it's it's a wormhole yeah. inside a wormhole inside of um, a black hole. A black hole, yeah. yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. See, we're good. We're we have a theme to every episode here. Uh, so, enough about that. Uh, we've talked about that for a while. We're uh, actually we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? I might as well get a lot of music, so. right? You want to do music? Let's, Let's do music. music. Let's do music. Um, who went? Who went well, first? Ray, Ray went, went first. Went first. Ray went first. Uh, we started six. with skeletal remains. Atrocious. Palamity? Correct. Are you sure? sure? That's, the right way? that's how it's pronounced. Okay. Is it on Spotify? It's on Spotify. Show me. In the meantime, <laughs> you don't believe stuff. me? I don't believe you. In the meantime, yeah. Um, to me, uh, this is just old school death metal. I'm not. I know this is a newer band. I'm not real familiar with them, but okay. it's a newer band. Uh, great riffs. I couldn't help but fucking headbang a little bit to it. Um, vocally, it sounded like Chuck Schuldiner from Death Reincarnated. It's funny you um, say that. Great old school death metal, like I said, old school production. It wasn't compressed to hell. Um, it was very. Uh, it, it sounded very analog rather than digital. Uh, great solos. Uh, just good. It's really calamity, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just I have. A, I have a feeling that he's pronouncing it wrong. Maybe. But. It's spelt similar to Palamity? That. I don't fucking well, that's know. Probably, that's like, if, we, if, we, if we Googled the fucking the word, it'd probably, yeah. it'd probably... It's probably... Yeah, I mean, you know, metal bands, especially these kind yeah. of... They, it's like they have a the fucking the, the, thesaurus. It's, it is amazing. You think that... What's funny about the uh, the common thought process uh, from outsiders in the metal world is that we're all just cavemen walking around beating fucking sticks against walls. But, like... It's usually very intelligent. It's actually the opposite way yeah. around. Yeah, we're like... Yeah back to the mumble rap thing yep. it's like 
Yo, dog, what up, kid? What? I mean, that's a really bad version of it, but that's how bad it is. And that was probably better than half the mumble rap yeah, out there. Probably. I have no shame, dog. You're welcome. Um, that's why I don't rap, guys. Uh, you good? Do you have anything else? Um, no, I was going to ask, do you know if this, because they just put out an album. Is, is this from that This album? isn't from the new album. This is from the older album. Okay. Uh, the newer album, actually, they said was produced and uh, I forget what the hell I was going to say uh, that they were saying that it was reminiscent of Chuck Schindler and uh, Obituary and a lot of those bands yeah. uh, but they're very polished and I take them as almost like on par with like Cannibal Corpse if not like yep. in a little bit better right yep. now than older Cannibal Corpse in my opinion yeah they uh, they just released one like maybe a month ago yeah but yeah I, I'm I, like I said I'm not I know I'm not too familiar with the band either, but either. from whatever I've heard from them, I've actually really dug, so I yeah, just said, throw them out there, and it was a random. Go check out some more stuff. Yeah. What'd you think of? My notes. Once I pull them up. Skeletal Remains. I know the name. Uh, I don't know the band. Um, uh, Trosh's. I put Calamity because I thought Ray was full of shit, but it's apparently Palamity somehow. How the fuck you pronounce it? Palamity, 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 whatever the fuck you want to say. I wouldn't lie to but, you. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you would, but that's the story of the day. No, you don't lie. You just are uh, Ray. Um, so I put definite, yes, in all fucking capitals with a big old exclamation point behind it. Love the uh, long intro to the song. Sounds very 90s. I dig this a lot. Shredding guitar solo. Not taking a lot of notes on this one because I'm just enjoying it. Um, I was really just uh, salivating at this because I, I recently did a deep dive into some old school uh, death metal. Actually stuck in traffic going to Ozzy. Me and Rosie, I was showing her a bunch of stuff. I showed her the aside. I showed her Six Feet Under, Cannibal Corpse. Showed her a fucking Morbid Angel. Showed her a bunch of stuff and just went rapid fire with it. And she loved all of it because she's really starting to dig that stuff. Yeah. So this is great to hear because if this is a more recent band, which I'm guessing it is. Correct. Um... I can't wait to show her this. I'm really getting back into the death metal thing, which I, I never thought I would do, but um, there's some good stuff, man. There's some fucking deep... Like, even stuff that I loved when I was growing up, you know? Like, I yeah. forgot how good it was. Some of that stuff is phenomenal. So, I don't have any crazy, real, in-depth notes on this, because a lot of the songs we played tonight were really straightforward. Yeah. And I think... We don't need to go fucking crazy explaining things sometimes. Just listen to it. It's good. If you like death metal, listen to fucking Skeletal Remains, uh, Palamity, Atrociousness, or something. Whatever the, fuck <laughs> put, whatever the fuck you said. Atrocious Palamity. I know. I'm kidding, Ray. I'm kidding. Ray, uh, right. do you have anything else to add to this? Uh, no, I'm just going to go right into uh, the next pick, which is Rosedale's, or the Rosedale's uh, Nightgown. This one fucked me up. Because <laughs> it starts out like very... 70s kind of classic rock and then all of a sudden you hear the vocals and it sounds like some 80s dark wave shit and then all of a sudden there's like a d-beat punk drum and then i don't know what the hell is going on with this song i don't like i liked it but there's so many things that you you would think don't go together at all and then they go together um i liked it i never heard of them at all uh i'd probably go back and check this out too I it'd, it'd be something that I, I that I would have to get used to because it's so out there. As They're far new to as me as well. It's kind of like on like the horror punk spectrum. Like, yeah, like uh, yeah, Die Monster Die, other bands in that kind yeah. of realm of music. Uh, Blitz Kid, um, but I like it. It reminds me of the Misfits. Yeah, and 
Ed, what did you think? Well, I don't know if you had any more to say. No, I was just going to say there's yeah. so many different things kind of mashed together that it would probably take me a little while to get used to, yeah. but I liked it. Yeah. Uh, the Rosedale's Nightgown. Starts off eerie rock, sounds a little 80s with the vocals. Uh, I like the vocals a lot. Kicks in pretty solid, gets fast, quick. Um, but like like you said, like in a punk way, which, mm-hmm. not a heavy punk way, but just like a punk yeah. beat behind it. Um, great atmosphere. Just the solid atmosphere in this album. Like you said, a lot of changes, but for me, it's all the changes I like. It's all the stuff. Like, I have a weird ear for the like the 80s stuff. Mm. Or 80s sounding stuff. So this is, this is, the, I don't know. This is a band I can dig into deep is what I put because it's, it's everything I like. I, I, beaten to death talking about it we haven't really gone into them yet but like bands like Beast Milk and Grave Pleasures and I have a bunch of them but I love all that stuff and then I like the horror noir stuff that he was just talking about I love a lot of that stuff um, Calabrese is one of my favorite bands uh, The Misfits things like that Michael Graves um, uh, there's a fucking bunch of them that have that like that sound that horror punk sound Yeah. this had like that mixed with like almost like hints of the cure like mm. mixed with fucking it was really all over the place it was actually yeah. pretty impressive the mm. fact that it was so random like that but it, was it was impressive that they made it meld together all those different things yeah it, it, uh, the rest of, is the rest of the album like that or is it the rest of the music like that how much other stuff do they have out there um I believe from what I know have a couple of albums that I've looked into and this is on the newer album I don't know much like I said about this band but like I was just browsing for that type of music I was music. gonna say is this something you found on like the new release section in Spotify uh not technically <laughs> Technically, I think I was mainly looking in one of my uh, selections tonight. I was going to play some Cancer Slug, and it was in uh, Radio Cancer Slug off Spotify. Mm-hmm. I so this is something just you heard. Found. I just heard it, and I said I like that. It sounds like it's got a mixture of graves. It's got a lot of other stuff going on, and I yeah. said no, I'm going to fucking throw it in the randoms. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. That is a true random because you just mm-hmm. happen to find it tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not tonight, but well, recently. Yeah, Sorry. recently. You, you found it to throw yeah. out there. Uh, cool man um, great pick great two picks uh, which um, skeletal, skeletal Remains really kicked it in the direction I feel like the rest of the uh, the picks go I feel like I had to play that first before the other song I'm glad you did because it said it right it was a nice uh, yeah, yeah. Um, on to Steve's picks uh, Ray you can start off with what you thought of his right. stuff. yeah my first one was uh, Swallowed Arterial Mists of Doom and this is almost like it's death metal, but it's almost not music. Well, all right. This is what I put, Steve. I put... It's basically noise metal. Weird, atmospheric, pretty bizarre sounding. Definitely intense in the vocals. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Attila. I don't know if Attila has anything to do with vocals, this project. No, 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 I can hear that. Yeah. But it definitely had like that kind of weird background going on. Um... I didn't mind it. It's not something I think I'd listen to on a regular basis, right, but no. you know, yeah, that's, it was that's like, uh, it was pretty like intense. K hole music. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like some sometimes the drums are like completely off off beat. It's, the whole album isn't like that. It's, yeah, it's it's weird and chaotic like that. But it, like there's some parts in that song specifically that are off beat and just weird off kilter stuff. But yeah. I enjoy it. But definitely not something I could listen to all the time. Yeah. Ed? Uh, swallowed. I, I didn't get the fucking first word. I know it's Mists of Doom or Arterial something. Arterial. Arterial Mists of, of Doom. I know Arterial is actually a real word. 
luckily. Uh, so one of our first picks has a real word in it, Ray. Um, <laughs> start <laughs> slow. <laughs> start, start slow. Doom. Uh, put start slow. Doom intense. Um, high pitched guitar. Vocals kick in. Very demonic. Uh, very slow pace. Might need to give Steve an exorcism. Uh, chaotic in the middle. <laughs> Speaking of, actually, that's funny because as that was playing, I said, "Oh, there's a section in this vocally where he sounds like demonic. What's her name from fucking The Exorcist when she turns into a fucking well, demon?" Well, what's even funnier about that was the movie me and Kristen watched last night was The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I'd never seen before, and I only caught half of it. And it woke me up about three o'clock in the morning, which is when all the devil stuff happens. This is real, real story. Real story. Woke me up at three o'clock in the morning this morning. Felt the weird cold air brush up against my neck, uh, which I think is just my fan. And no, I call it's it, arterial miss of doom. It might have been, and it made me when I I came up with the exorcism line because I was thinking about that movie last yeah. night, and it's weird that like some creepy shit, bro. <laughs> Fucking quantum. Leap. Dude, yes. you might have me on this, Ed. I am trying to Google right now what is palamity or palamity definition, and all I'm getting is calamity. <laughs> but it is on Spotify as palamity, so maybe right. Right. maybe they're wrong. just morons. Maybe, Anyways, I, maybe because it's not a real word. <laughs> it's not a fucking. It's not. I'm sorry to tell you that, but so I'm just gonna stick with atrocious calamity. Um. Anyways, uh, so uh, chaotic in the middle. Not something I could bite into deep. It's. Everything you guys said is exactly what I heard out of it. It's just pure noise, chaos. Um, there's some cool parts in there. My hard part with this song was how high pitched the guitars were. Yeah, it was too much for me. Like, it wasn't bad. I've heard worse. I've heard, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It's just not something that I could sit yeah. and listen to again. Um, no, I figured this would be the reaction when I played it, and that's yeah, why I played it. Which is fine. Yeah. I like hearing things like that because there were things I liked about it. Yeah. So that's what's cool about it. There was a lot of again back to that wonderful word atmosphere there's a lot of atmosphere in there yeah. that goes back to the <clears throat> thing that we've kind of talked about before with there's like there's so many different definitions of what atmosphere could be to you this is definitely an atmospheric song yeah. but it's like an atmospheric song like I could picture this being in um, Last House on the Left the original version like just noise and high pitch fucking yeah. like it's designed to make your brain hurt yeah. and that's what the whole point is so I get what they're doing there that's all, it's a two-man band, by the way. All that noise and just two Sounds guys. Sounds about right. I figured it would have been one, like Burzum. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got on that one, man. And my second was Acid Witch, Cheap Gore. Acid Witch, um, they, they're kind of like a, they're kind of gimmicky. Like, the they're, they're, they're very, like, Halloween-based. And uh, actually, some of the albums come with, like, Halloween decorations, you know, like the old school decorations you'd put on your window. And they just uh, re-released one of their old albums, and it comes in candy corn, colored vinyl, and shit like that. And um, the organs on... This is a new one. This one came out last year, and uh, they added more organs. They had organs before, but they added more of these creepy organs in the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, What'd you guys think of that? I thought it was interesting. Uh, it has like sounds of like a horror thrash band mm-hmm. uh, mixed with death metal. Uh, the rich in it, uh, the riff in it was really catchy. Yeah. Uh, thought it was a good song overall. I've heard of this band. I've never listened to this band. This is another one. Like I know the name. Um, somehow it's just escaped me. Um, Good. Well, I was just gonna ask. Are there multiple? 
with the multiple bands with that same name. I feel like it there, could be. I mean, yeah, I think like, there was something else. It was like a stoner band called Acid Witch. Or no, I think. Well, <laughs> you're thinking of. I know what you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, it's not Acid Witch. It's uh, fuck. Well, I was gonna say. Well, you're thinking there it's got is. Acid in it. Yeah. Um, I know what you're thinking of. Their second album is called Stoned. So you might be thinking of the same band. I might be thinking of the second album. Yeah. Yeah. Which was mo- more like old school death metal. You're sure you're not confusing it with Acid Bath? No, I, I'm definitely not confusing right. with Acid Bath. Okay. I know that. All right, I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Sometimes my own my mind fucks with me too. Um, but starts off uh, with an intro like an old radio show about a movie. Um, it's kind of cool, kind of like what Rob Zombie would do with some of his stuff, or you know, yeah, or like um, what's uh, Skinless? Skinless does that. Into, yeah. You know. Sounds something like that. Um, like when the song kicks in, vocals are pretty uh, pretty low, uh, but cool. Like I like the way the vocals fit the music. It was again. Uh, I'm gonna beat a, beat the dead horse. Uh, in another great example of atmosphere, but this is the atmosphere I like. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the atmosphere that doesn't make me want to take a power drill to my temple, like the swallowed song did. Um, but again, I, again, I need to express this. I'm not knocking that song. I'm strictly going by what I think the song is designed to make you feel like. Yeah. Just like a horror movie that's that's cringy and makes you feel uncomfortable like The Strangers or you know whatever uh, I, uh, The Hills Have Eyes makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, you if, know. if the, the band heard you say it made me want to take a power drill to my temple they'd probably say yes that's what I was going <laughs> for. No right that's what because yeah. right. that's, that's what it's designed for and again I'm not knocking that that's what it's what they're trying to hit like right. I get it not everybody would understand that, but I, I get it. So I respect what they're doing. Yeah. Um. This band has the atmosphere that I like. It, that get that cool, creepy, fucking rock and roll vibe. Heavier band though. Um. Gets a bit quicker. Picks up a bit. I like the song. The production is lower, but I like the way the production sounds. I like the fact that it sounded like it like it was an older production because it fit the fucking beginning part with the movie mm-hmm. or the, the um the the old radio show sound. You know. Yeah. Um, but I like what's going on in the song. I really like. Again, I'm beating it to death, Gary. This is your new word that you can pick on me for is atmosphere. Um, I, I when something just has that feel to me, it it jumps out at me. So I'm really, really, really into it. <clears throat> I'm really talking with my hands right now too. So that, that, I guess that's actually a really good thing because it's helping me describe what what I'm trying to think of. You know. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got on that one. You I, mentioned I like that uh, White Zombie. As I was listening to it, I said I could kind of see them playing a show with White Zombie. Yeah, yeah, or I know. Rob Zombie. Oh, White Zombie, Definitely Rob Zombie, harder, something. harder edge than yeah. that. But you get some of the same kind of vibe from. Well, no, I'm glad you said White Zombie because White Zombie, old White Zombie, has these sounds. Right. It does. Like it sounds like something that would have been on one of the first albums. If you actually Spotify has their first couple albums from the '80s, and that sounds more yeah. like this. I don't know if you've ever gone that deep or not. I have. One, I haven't really listened to it, but I have it's one. Not as good. Yeah. Pre pre popularity white zombie yeah. on vinyl that I found, but I never really dug into it too much. It's more like this. Yeah, it's definitely more like this. Once they got to like El Sexacito, that's when they started kind of doing in between, mm-hmm. and this fits that probably the best. Yeah. Um, but the stuff before that was more like straight like noise punk like fucking rock and roll stuff. You know, yep. like I don't even think they really knew how to play their instruments in like yeah, '87. Yeah. It's more just... like almost rockabilly kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Almost. The old stuff is. Um, like Rob Zombie doesn't sound like Rob Zombie in that stuff. Mm-hmm. He just he sounds like uh, they sound like four art students that decided to start a band, and that's pretty sure what it was. Like yeah. you know, then they actually realized how to play their instruments and fucking. Then you have Thunder Kiss '65 and Black Sunshine and fucking 
the wonderful, wonderful album that is Astro Creep 2000, which mm. is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, anyways, we've talked about Wet Zombie before, so I don't need to beat that horse either. But that's these picks. Uh, you have anything else to add to those? Nope, that's it. Let's move on to your picks. Very cool. Actually, we're killing this episode pretty well. This yeah. is It's probably a good thing that we started over again, because yeah. we were going to go on a fucking hair and that one glass of Glen Leather really just did me right man. yeah me I feel, too I feel fucking great I almost went for a second one I'm gonna be honest I'm getting old 34 now guys <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm gonna no. I think I'm gonna hold that bottle let's save the bottle till the next episode yeah. or, something, or you can kill it this week or whatever the fuck no, you want to do works. whatever you feel like doing I don't give a fuck right? I, uh, I buy booze daily so we're okay anyways um, my picks the first one so I have a list of random picks that I've been compiling for a while and they, it grows every day um, because we've been doing so many theme-esque shows, I haven't been able to get these songs off my uh, radar. One of these songs was one that popped up the night of Ozzy Osbourne on my wonderful hour and 45 minute traffic <laughs> halt. Um, the other one is a song that's been out for about a month and a half from an upcoming album from one of my favorite bands of all time. And that was my first pick, which is Unearth uh, with the song called Incinerate which uh, is from an upcoming album that's dropping in November, which I'm probably going to touch on again because they're one of my favorite bands. And this loosely segues into the last discussion that we had, or one of the last discussions that we had, depending on when this airs, with the local music, because that's a local band from Massachusetts that blew it big. Enough about that at the moment. Whoever wants to go first, give me your thoughts on Unearth and Cinema. So, very heavy opening riff. Um... The vocals are pretty standard for the genre, but very good. There's no, um, something else is also standard for the genre. It's kind of like you get into these points where there's like a little bit of a whine to the vocals, but there's none of that on this. Um, shredding solo, and another thing about the the hook, the guitar on the hook, it's very different from the main riff, and yeah. it sounds uplifting rather than angry. Yeah. Um, it was good stuff. I've I've heard on Earth before. Not something I've ever dug into. I think you played them before, right? No, I've, t- no. I've talked about them. Talked about them. And almost <clears throat> brought them up on the episode that we had Benny on with the three different um, sounds. Yeah. But this band deserves more than three songs if we do something like that, which I'd like to revisit it because there are bands that have a longer catalog. Um, they've really transitioned their sound quite a few times. Yeah, because what I've heard before doesn't really sound like this. No. But I like this, and if there was still like a like a AAF radio station or yeah. something like that. This sounds radio ready, even as heavy as it is. Yeah, I think the hook and uh, the sound, the uplifting sound in the the chorus area, really kind of brings it into like a radio friendly territory. But uh, I liked it overall. It was a good song. Cool, right? I put it basically sounds like every other on Earth song I've heard, but it's a good song. Um, the solo in it. Kind of reminded me of the March, a little bit. Uh, the March, what's that? That's another songs? song by them. Um, I'm not gonna say anything bad about them. They're a good band, but they're just not technically my cup of tea. Me either. But, but I, I still um, liked it. It was a good song and it was heavy, and it had a good, you know, chorus to it. That's basically what I gotta say. I had a feeling that I'd get the yeah. exact. Um, opinions that I got. Ray knows this band, but I don't think he ever dug into them as much as I did. And Steve, I don't think knew much by them. So I feel I felt like this was a cool song to start beating him to death with. 
because I I love this band. I've been a fan of them. I saw them. Uh, I've seen them a couple times. So. I first time I ever heard of them and saw them was instead of going to my senior prom in two thousand two, me and Nolan, the guy I talk about all the time, skipped that and went and saw Shadows Fall, Lamb of God, Unearth, and Darkest Hour at the Met Cafe for twelve bucks, and <laughs> there was about fifty people there. And now every one of those bands has at some point in their career gone on to become a headlining act. I was yeah. going to say, I'm kind of surprised that's the first time Shadows Fall has been brought up because I know they were one of the big bands of that group. I've been holding out. They're one of my favorite bands yeah. ever. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of them. Uh, them, I love Lamb of God. I love uh, Love on Earth now. That was the first time I ever saw them. Back then, they were more like a hardcore band. Yep. And That's what I knew more right. of. So what's funny about this ep- this song is I just heard a recent interview with one of the dudes saying that this sounds more like their old stuff. And it does. If you know their really old stuff from like 98, um, this is more like that. Uh, a little bit of both. They have, they've really transitioned a couple times. So it's unfortunate that Ray has that kind of a small-minded uh, look on them because I don't think he's given them enough of a chance. And I'm, and I'm not knocking your opinion on it. I respect the fact that that's the way you look at it. I think what you're taking it as, I like, I stay in a bubble sometimes, and I think that's my fault that Ray looks at this band like that, because I'll show him songs that hit my ear. Right. Right? So, because it's a, I find songs that work well at the gym. This is one of them. This is a brand new song. They aired it while they were on Warped Tour. It's a band that kind of fell off the map a little while, um, but they're fucking phenomenal. They're two of the best guitarists out there. They play seven string, seven string guitars. They're from Massachusetts. They fucking shred. Um, all they have more phenomenal solos than most bands that have come out in the past thirty years, let alone fucking twenty or ten. Um, great dudes. I've I've met them all. They're all really nice nice guys. I saw them at Simon's a couple of years ago, which is again not around. Um, there was probably a hundred people there. It was them and uh, Fit for an Autopsy. Um, fucking one of the best shows I've ever seen and there was nobody there like which sucks because they deserve better than it they go to Europe dude they're fucking 30,000 people screaming every single word um musically wise they're one of the tightest bands you'll find the album before this one that which was the last one that they dropped I think came out in like 2015 or 2014 and that fucking album is so goddamn heavy and I've shown him that and I don't I don't know if he remembers that because it doesn't sound like this at all Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like anything they did before it and it doesn't sound like this it's like a one-off album. They just decided to go f- uber fucking heavy. And I think you'd really like it a lot. The guitar work in that album, it's called um, The Watchers of the Rule. And the guitar work is ridiculous. And the drumming is ridiculous. And the band sounds fucking tight as shit. Anyways, all that aside, it's cool to hear the boys come back to their roots, their more hardcore sound. This is what I love. And this, you know, I'm not ashamed to show it. So if you like it, cool. If you think it sounds like everything else they've done, that's cool too. Um, I think they're still better than a lot of the other more mainstream see what's funny is they're not a mainstream band but they're lumped in with the mainstream bands that are out there yeah. who plays a guitar like that in a metal band nowadays because most of it's not like that yeah. not at their level you right, know? Right. so that's my take man I, I just, I've been dying to just get that song on the table I had a bunch of other songs I wanted to show up but that's a new upcoming album I'm going to talk about it again later enough of that my next song I literally picked right as I was about to fucking show these guys a song this song is from a band that's been around for oh god what 30 years or so uh, probably about that um, I only know the early early stuff because I just it's a band that I kind of never gave a shit about after the first singer left the band I'm one of those guys that's my elitism coming out um, this song popped up the other day after I showed my daughter one of their old songs which is Hammer Smash Face <laughs> if you know what that song is it's Cannibal Corpse is the band 
Uh, Chris Barnes is the original singer, and that's I'm a huge Six Feet Under mark. Um, Corpse Grime is phenomenal, though. He's really good, and there's other stuff I'll talk about him with another episode, another day, whatever. But this song popped up, just literally just popped up. Um, and holy fucking shit, it blew me the fuck away. I, I need to listen to this. This is from, like, 2013. I don't know what you guys thought about the song, but this surprised the fuck out of me. Uh, it's called Scourge of Iron, and Jesus Christ, it's just like, it feels like you're getting fucking punched in the face the whole time you listen to it, but what do you guys think, man? So believe it or not, I'm not real familiar with Cannibal Corpse, even the old stuff. Um, just, I think that was an era that, as far as that, because I think, I think still they're the biggest selling death metal band of all time. I'd imagine so. And... I wasn't into that at the time when it was happening. Yeah. And when I started getting into that stuff, they were already kind of like, nobody cared about them anymore. Passe, like, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right, just another death metal band. Yeah. So I never really got into them. I tried to go back and listen to some stuff, but I think because the whole genre has progressed so much that they don't, they're not really, they don't sound extreme anymore. No, that's the funny part. The really old stuff, yeah. the first two albums, like Tomb of the Mutilated and all that stuff. Yeah. It's not that heavy. When I listened to it the other night, I'm listening to that, and I'm like, man, like, you, you listen to modern deathcore bands? Yeah. Like, Whitechapel, even, or fucking, what's one of Rosie's favorite bands is uh, Thy Art is Murder, and it's so much heavier. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, these guys, but what you gotta remember is these guys were playing to tape. They are playing live in a room. Right. They don't have the recording equipment that the kids have nowadays. They were playing on regular six-string And they were one of the first bands doing it. They were probably... Yeah, and that specific genre from the Florida death, course, death metal scene, yep. they were probably the originators of it. And they got mainstream fame because Jim Carrey loved them and put them in fucking yeah. Ace Ventura. Yeah. And, which is crazy. So, like, the first two albums came out in, like, 89 or 88 and 90 or something. Yeah. Hammer Smash Face and yeah. I Come Blood and all that shit. And there was, there was people doing it. Like, I know... Autopsy came around the yep. same time. Mortician, fucking Deicide was uh, was up then. And I know Possessed a few years earlier was considered like the main death metal band. But really, if you go back and listen to them now, they sound more like thrash metal than death metal. That's yeah. funny how like this like Venom. If you look at look at them now, yeah. they're almost like a thrash band, but they're not. Right, right? right. I mean, like back then, I think they were considered like black metal, weren't they? Or well, they, I mean, supposedly you know the name of the album was black metal, so that's kind of where the term came from. <laughs> they don't like, sound like black metal. Look at look at yeah. de- look at heavy metal. Uh, the technically the originators that everybody gives it the waves the flag of was Black Sabbath. Yeah, look at heavy metal now. Like there's no. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't even consider them. They're just rock and roll. They're just rock and roll. There's a, there's actually a debate that a lot of people have brought up. A lot of people don't consider Judas Priest heavy metal. Right. Yeah. Which, I, I think that they're heavy metal. I think they became heavy metal at a certain point, Agreed. but yeah. they definitely weren't at that first. But at that time, yeah. they were. You know, yeah. is, you know. But but uh, either way, um, I like the song. It's again, it's still even. Even you said this was what like 2013, something like that. Yeah. Even even still, they still don't sound heavy compared <laughs> to stuff that's coming out now. But it was good. It was slower at first than I than I imagined they would sound like. Yeah. I really started to like it when they picked up the pace a little bit. Um, I didn't dislike the slow portion. I just, I guess, I was just expecting something yeah. else. Um, portions of this, and this makes sense now that I know it's recent. Portions of this sounds like Gojira, and I know you're not real familiar. No, with I that. am now because oh, I started listening to them recently. Yep. You're, you're dead on. Yeah, because they have that really deep. There's something about Slower. Gojira. They have a weird sound. Yeah, they no, do. It definitely sound like Gojira. They have their own thing, and yeah. you're right. And I, th- I like, I like, like Killer Be Killed does that sometimes. Gojira, fucking these guys. There's a couple bands. Yeah. It's like a certain 
deep tone that they have that you're right. And that's when I... This was... You gotta understand, too. I was in my truck, which has a really good sound system in it, with closed windows, stuck in traffic. And I went from... Uh, Hammer Smash Face I just pl- I just that's the number one song on Spotify yeah this is the number two song right it's got two million listens or whatever so whatever however it got so popular I don't know but yeah. it is which is awesome and it deserves it but this is the number two song on Spotify which is which means this is the most famous song that Corpse Grinders in yeah um, I fucking love it I it blew me the fuck away because in my head just like you yeah I know the old stuff right but I'm used to that right so. I never thought to listen to the modern albums because I just always assumed they were regurgitating the same sound because mm-hmm. a lot of those bands get stuck in that. That's why yeah. Morbid Angel hasn't put out a decent album since like 2002 yeah. because they, they're trying to recreate something that's not there anymore. That's why I think Vader, when I li- went back and listened to them, they blew me away because in 14 they put out this the album that I played. The I song haven't heard album. a bad Vader album at all. Yeah, but see, I didn't stick yeah. with that. Yeah. You did. And yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. I listened to one album and went, ah, oh, yeah. it's all going to sound the same because it's death metal. Now, well, turns out death metal actually evolved oh yeah there's <laughs> like, a lot of different but like I, I never knew that back then yeah. but I'm starting to really I'm starting to really this podcast has forced me to go back and punch Ed 10 years ago in the face mm-hmm. not literally quantum leap but metaphorically speaking uh, did you like the song I did um, I thought the best part was uh, there's the solo and then there's like a a piece just before the solo. Yeah, I thought exactly that right. from the solo on to the end was the best part. It's probably of the last song. like minute and a half of the song. Probably, yeah. yeah and I, I agree with you. That's the best part, part of the song by far. Even though I, I like the rest, but that was definitely the that's best part literally of the, song. the part where I fucking screenshotted my phone to play you guys. Yeah, I can show it to you. It's nuts. Ray, what do you think? I thought structurally it was uh, done right. I thought it reminded me a lot of uh, the song that I played from Skeletal Remains and like the way the song played full through chug and then towards the end you had your solo mm-hmm. yeah. solo was a little longer and skeletal remains but it was good overall um i was questioning to myself is this corpse grinder or bonds and yeah so it's 13 it's corpse grinder it was good uh do you know any of the modern stuff i don't know a lot of the modern stuff i kind of kind of always stuck to the early you the stuff same thing I did, you yeah. know so that's something I might have to look into because there is some good stuff in the, it sounds, the newer catalog. If, if the new stuff, and I've heard that from a lot yeah. of people that the newer stuff really has come a long way. And I saw them a couple of years ago and was blackout drunk, so I don't remember seeing them, which is one of the only times that's ever happened to me. Um, but I, I remember seeing Hammer Smash Face and I Come Blood, and that's it. I don't know yeah. anything else. I don't even know if they played or I Come Blood, but I know they played Hammer Smash Face. So, um, do you know that song? No. I mean, I think I've heard it. You I think know, I've heard yeah, it. yeah, but that's the song. Yeah. So you will have to do some diving. I like the older yeah. stuff, though, like Gallery Suicide. Gallery Suicide's phenomenal. Yeah. Fucking Tomb of uh, the Mutilated is great. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of that stuff that's really good. Uh, Fucked with a addic- knife. Yeah, addicted to vaginal <laughs> fluids or whatever. Yeah. That's a fucking another good one. My daughter's going to listen to this and be like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I saw a video a couple days ago. It was women reacting to I Come Blood. I watched some oh, sort of similar really? video. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it the same video where it's like a bunch of girls just listening to like death metal and other yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I watched that. Dude, they, 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 all the old songs like that, like they have 
it's so ridiculous because it's amazing how I like, thought it was funny they're making fun of Sun all like they're yeah, not yeah, doing, yeah, any, they're the not video, doing yeah. anything yeah. <laughs> there's fucking there's there's so much outrage in this world and yet like a band like this can come out now Hammersmith's face is not much of an outrage but they have a song called like Rape Tortured and Fucked with a Knife or something yeah. like that and it's like, yeah, like Dying they, Fetus songs well, Dying Fetus is all dog, animal. well fucking back to Josta yeah. Josta talks about that all the time how like there's certain shirts you can't wear to an airport and Dying yeah, Fetus yeah. is one of them it's like you fucking he's <laughs> he makes a joke all the time it's like when you meet people out, out in public and they're like oh are you in a band and they're like yeah my, we're, we're called like Sons of the Rainbow or like instead of fucking saying their real name because they just get fucking yep. which actually leads me to a funny story that I, I should bring up later is when I bought Pantera tickets one time they were touring with Morbid Angel and it was back when Filene sold tickets or whatever or Macy's up, upstairs and we're like 15 and me and Nolan Hart go and buy these tickets and we're like oh we're, we're here to buy Pantera tickets and she's like okay it's like 70 year old lady and she's like, uh, is it, which one is it? We're like, oh, is that the Sangus Arena in Lowell, Massachusetts? And this is, this tour got pushed back, but it was, uh, the original tour was uh, Pantera, Morbid Angel, and Kitty. And the lady, I remember distinctly seeing the lady's disgust on her face saying, Pantera, Morbid Angel, and Kitty? What kind of a concert is this? And we were just like, a really good one. <laughs> like, like, well, like, we I can understand it? Morbid Angel, but Pantera just means Panther and well, Kitty. Yeah, right. Is yeah. Kitty. Well, that's. I, but I think that's what she was so confused about. Was like Pantera just sounds like a normal name. Kitty is just Kitty. But why would those two names be sandwiched between Morbid Angel? You should have said, "Listen, lady, if you believe this, Satan was an angel who fell, so <laughs> he would technically be a Morbid, morbid Angel." angel. Yeah. Back then, I, went, I I didn't think that quickly, but uh, uh, modern, more modern Eddie would have come up with something just like that and would have yeah. said it. I, I have stories like that too, but anyway. So um, put it this way: there's a bunch of old stuff. Like I wanted to, I almost played a Six Feet Under song that I really fell back in love with. Also, but I just thought this would be a cool song because I wasn't sure if you knew much by him, and I, you actually gave me the exact response I was hoping to hear from you because that shows me that gives me a realm to start showing you, yeah. which I know a little bit about. Um, and it was cool to hear Ray's reaction too because I think me and you thought the same way about that band where we kind of just wrote them off you know like like oh yeah it's just Cannibal Corpse it just sounded exactly the same you know like Deicide put out a new song recently and it's fucking great yeah. and I, I heard that uh, I heard uh, I think Immolation put something out Immolation's another too. one that kind of yeah. fell off the map for me um, yeah. there's a bunch of those bands man like because now there's there's like more modern bands that are getting more that are kind of going deep too we've brought them up a few times like you have like a Nails which at one point probably would have been considered death metal or whatever or yeah. uh, there's a million bands like that that you know like I it was I am that's a newer band that's they're pretty fucking heavy like that or uh, I don't know, there's a bunch of them man but yeah so those are our picks so uh, Cannibal Corpse Scourge of Iron um, man if you're into this it's it's fucking heavy it's just it, it, it's slow and to the point but it is fucking heavy because there's different levels of heavy but this is heavy yeah like this like this punches your fucking eardrums in. I just thought it would be a cool mix to it. And hearing Ray's song, and hearing the atmosphere, the first song that made me want to take a power drill to my temple from Steve, made me go, well, I might as well go deep with this too. And yeah. I think we did a good job, guys. Yeah. So, I actually, as a whole, liked the fucking six songs. I thought it made for a cool discussion. Even though um, we didn't shoot for a theme, we kind of had a theme to this. Yeah, it's... Because we could have totally had... When we say random picks, we, we can literally just... Put on whatever we want, which is really nice, and I'm I'm sure those episodes will come up too, where I like I throw some random girl rock '80s thing or yeah. whatever, and you guys throw some random shit too. But like this, maybe that's maybe that's saying something. It's falls coming. We're starting to get into that heavier atmosphere. 
Halloween's right around the corner. Um, we're drinking scotch. Uh, so yeah, man. I mean, it's we have we have a good thing going on here. So that's our music discussion. We're only about an hour and fifteen minutes into this one, after the twenty minutes that got deleted. So which puts us about an hour and a half, which is fine. We still have some time because we fucked well, the computer fucked us a little bit, but um, that's the music discussion. Listen to our picks. Talk to, about uh, our picks to us. Discuss them with us. Let's get some more interaction, motherfuckers. Steve, take the goddamn floor. So to do a complete. 360. Uh, Eminem released an album recently. Yep. And um, critically and with fans, people seem to love it. And uh, he went out and dissed basically every current rapper for being shit. And uh, he also dissed MGK, who is shit. But he released a diss. And uh, I think he killed him, Eminem. And Eminem... People seem to think he only did a few bars about MGK, but really he did like multiple songs, four verses about him, four full verses. Yeah, and uh, I think this is the first L Eminem has taken in a rap beef, and everyone seems to disagree with me about this. And I think the album sucked. Like it's better. The Eminem album is better than. I'm not the biggest Eminem fan in the first place, but it's better than his last four albums. It's not nearly as good as his his main, you know, first two albums or whatever. And I think people are only reacting this way to how good it supposedly is in comparison to the previous shitty four albums. Um, but I think the, the bigger thing to me is the MGK thing, because Eminem hasn't really lost a battle yet, and he hasn't responded yet. But, um, yeah, I think, I think MGK took that... And uh, I think I was talking to Rick about the Eminem album, and uh, he he actually made a post how much how good it was, and then I made a post without even seeing it about how how much it sucked, and uh, he he <laughs> basically thought my opinion sucked, but um, Rick's an opinionated guy, but that's so the he whole be on the show some, sooner or later. We actually had a, I had a little bit of rant the first twenty minutes that got disappeared, Quantum Leap. That uh, I we talked about how everybody's entitled to their opinions and everything else, which I'm glad that we ended up using that card for this segment because again, we're all entitled to our opinions, um, and I'd love to get Brother Rick on here. So, um, Ray, what do you know about what Steve is talking about? Uh, have you heard any of the the dispatch? I haven't heard anything, anything like besides just seeing people say whether they like it or not like you just brought up through Facebook and all that bullshit but um, I haven't listened to it yet I am a fan of the earlier stuff um, I heard like little you know clips and stuff of the, the stuff in between and I didn't like any no. of it um, I mean I could give it a spin and see if it relates to old Eminem but I don't think it's going to I don't know. It does to an extent, but yeah. what's the consensus? You, you know, said you saw a bunch of people. I mean, a lot of people are also saying, like, what's, you know, this guy rapping like he's, like, a 20-year-old, you know, doing drugs and all this stupid yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, So a lot of people on your timeline based. didn't necessarily like it, or they did? Uh, mixed. Mixed circle. Yeah. Mixed on mine, too, but mostly, mostly like. Yeah. My take on this is uh, I'm not the biggest hip-hop guy. We've already talked about this. Uh, but what I like, I like. What I don't like, I don't like. Um, I don't know much by MGK or Machine Gun Kelly is his full name, other than the fact that uh, he looks like uh, your average white guy trying to play tough. I'm not 
I'm not going to do, but that's what it looks like from my end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, on fucking WrestleMania. That's about as much as I know in my world. Uh, I don't know anything by him other than the one song that he put out this week. I really don't. So yeah. I have no bias towards him. Um, so I think my take on that song is going to be relevant because of that reason. Um, I wrote him off because I thought he was a mumble rapper. I don't know if he ever did anything like that. I don't know if he's ever actually put anything, out anything with any context. Um, from what I've come to learn, uh, there was a period in 2011, 2012, where actually he, he could rap. He could actually... He put out an album that was actually pretty good. Apparently, that's what started this. He talked shit about Eminem or something. Um, Subliminally, yeah. He yeah. didn't, like, come out and say... No, but I guess he said something about his daughter being hot or something along those lines. Somebody. So here's the deal. I work with a couple younger people than me. They're all in their lower 20s. This rap beef thing, they all talk about it at work. So that's... I'm not trying to sound like the old man, but that's literally yeah, what's yeah. going on. I don't know any of this shit. I don't listen to mumble rap. I didn't care when XXX died whatever the fuck his name was I think uh, Mac Miller just died I don't yeah. no offense buddy like I don't I don't care like the, yeah. like I cried when Vinnie Paul died because that was my my genre my level you know like if Ric Flair dies tomorrow I hope he doesn't but if he does I'm gonna cry my fucking eyes out because that's like Burt Reynolds made me sob up the other day because Burt Reynolds is fucking awesome like I don't know I don't know anything about Mac Miller I yeah. mean it sucks that a 26 year old kid died you know that's his prime that's what's sad about it to mm-hmm. an overdose but I don't care that he died like it doesn't affect me I don't right. know his music um, so that whole genre that era of that genre I don't know anything about it. I don't I don't have any tie to it Eminem I kind of do because he blew up when we were in high school or around the age of when we were in high school uh, I've never been the biggest fan of his he's got songs that I like and I respect I respect him as a hip hop artist because he can do what he says he can do and whatever yeah. he says he can do he really can uh, that much I know, and I do respect him for some of that. There's a couple songs that are fucking phenomenal. He understands how to invoke emotion out of people with his words, and he understands how to use his words. And what's crazy about him is he can morph the way he sounds, where a lot of people can't. A lot, a lot, a lot of people in any form of music have one note. Yeah. You can either scream into a mic or you can flow into a mic a certain way. Or he can do pretty much anything he wants. He can he can verbally attack very quickly very slowly kind of silly kind of serious like he, he's impressive if you take it to that extent um, all that aside I gave the last three or four albums a chance because there was an album that came out a while ago where there was a couple good songs on it that I liked uh, like I actually liked that I'm Not Afraid song I don't mind it it doesn't bother me I yeah, get I why some that. I get why some people would be like oh it's corny it's, it's still a good fucking song there's a song in that uh, album that he did with Rihanna that I liked. It's a pretty emotional song. There's a couple other songs in that album that are cool, like Cinderella Man's Not Bad. There's a few other things. So from that album, I was like, ah, let me give the next couple a chance whenever they drop. I haven't liked a single fucking thing since. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff before that. Fuck, man, I was part of a faction called Born and Blood in USWF where we came out to one of the songs till I collapsed that everybody knows is probably his best song, in my opinion. But he's he hasn't been good for a while. I don't know if maybe he he's going through that same thing where like his fame just took the fucking hatred out of his out of his life, like Corn did, or a lot of Metallica happened to ha- you know have that happen. A lot of the bands. I don't know what the situation is. I just know that he's not he doesn't have the edge that he had, and that's why he was good. Um, so he put out this last album like a year ago. It completely bombed. Nobody liked it. Not even his fans, his diehard fans. It was it was shit. I tried listening to it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it, a single thing about it. Um, 
yet the era of mumble rap blows the fuck up in yeah. the last year, which is a, an atrocity because it's terrible. It's not good. And he has a right to be that mad about it because what yeah. he crafted, what he fought so hard to make, him, Tupac, Biggie, Nas, fucking you name it, man. Um, <laughs> hip-hop's not hip-hop anymore. Hip-hop is... It's almost dead, like it's dead <laughs> which is sad. Um, and it doesn't need to be. There's still... this. That's one of those genres that if it was done right, I feel like it could go on forever because... You're just regurgitating other people's music. Well, it's dead on a mainstream level. Yeah. And so is rock and roll. And no, so it is, is metal. Right. You know, because, it's bound to happen. Because the way the world is right now, they'd rather have programmed, repackaged shit. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of criticism about Warp Tour now where like bands aren't even playing instruments on stage anymore. They're literally, there's a kid in the background using a laptop playing the music and they're just pretending to play and lip sync. Fucking retarded. Ray's eyes just lit right the fuck up because <laughs> he didn't realize that. But it's a lot of people are pissed about I it. I didn't realize it either. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's happening in rap too. And fucking sheep going paying fucking $300 yeah. for a ticket to go watch No, Warped Tour is like 30 know, bucks but you know. the, the kids well, don't know any different. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. The, that's the issue is the generation that's coming up in that don't know any different and don't understand why that's bad. Yeah. And that's the problem. It's happening in rap too which I think is even worse because as a rapper all you're literally doing is saying words and people are going up on stage with their backing vocals behind them and yeah. just they're, they're saying it they're but they're saying, saying it oh, this, well I think most of them are saying it yeah. but they're saying it over their backing vocals so if they miss a word so if they miss something it's yeah. right there it's fucking retarded a lot of bands are doing the same thing a lot of people are lip syncing now it's fucking pathetic which is terrible it's ridiculous um, but alright all that aside so it turns out Eminem hates mumble rap as much as I do and Steve does and most of the guys in our generation don't like and uh, he drops this album truly because albums come out on Fridays and I think this album came out on like Monday or Tuesday or something it came out randomly out of nowhere and all of a sudden my fucking all my social media blows up between younger people older people people our generation are going oh my god Eminem drops this album it's actually fucking good Rick is one of them a bunch of the dudes I know from high school are another set of them and turns out he talks shit about MGK and within a day Machine Gun Kelly puts out his diss track and video to the diss track and I didn't give a flying fuck about any of it so Wednesday I'm cutting my grass it's hot as fuck I'm sweating my fucking balls off doing what I have to do and I, I'm just sick of fucking hearing it and I think that's the day you're talking about all the debates started happening yeah, and yeah. it wasn't just you guys it was everybody on my fucking feed it was either Eminem and MGK or Nike yeah so it was one or the other that day. It was, that's all there was. Yeah. And I got sick of hearing about Nike. So I was like, you know what? I'm one-third of a music-heavy podcast. We should probably talk about this. Um, Eminem's last four albums did suck really bad as a whole. This album, in my opinion, was way better than anything he's done in a really long time. Well, I, think I agree even with before, that. I think even before the last four albums, I think it's from start to finish the best thing he's done probably what's that Marshall Mathers album that really blew up that's probably the best thing since then there's really no fat in it there's two little skit things that fill it up which I don't get that stuff I'm, no I don't guys, either I, I don't it get out. it cut it the fuck out that's, it's, stop it there's rap albums where there's like 13 tracks of music and yeah. but 21 there's tracks like total yeah. and there's yeah. fucking 8 yeah DMX skits. was known for oh that God, fucking you know it. a lot of those guys are, I can't stand that stuff because you have to go and pick the fucking out the songs that you want and, right like enough of it man it's not just stop it cut that shit the fuck out I don't know who likes that stuff yeah because people don't listen to albums anymore so why are you still doing it like I do but yeah. like the masses don't right. so like, what are you doing anyways and that's why 
Um, but I thought there was a couple songs in there that really stuck out. And if you actually listen to his lyrics, there's a song called The Greatest where it's pretty much, it's it's a mumble rap beat, which kind of is sad, but he's rapping over it. So I, his, his side is, he's showing you that you can actually flow over one of these fucking beats and make it sound relevant. Yeah. The problem is, he dumbs himself down to do that. So if you're looking at it trying to, if you're looking at it from the side of like, I hate mumble rap, you'd not necessarily be totally behind the track because of the fact that that's what it sounds like. But if you look at it objectively and go, well, I get his side of it, you'd be behind it. Yeah. There's a song called The Fall that's actually really good. Um, there is, I can't remember all the names of the songs right now. There's a song called Kamikaze where he just flat out talks about how he's just going to go burn everybody up. That's the MGK diss one. The, no, the, on the album, there's like two or three times where he disses him. Yeah, yeah, that I think was that's the, big the one. one the, the fall he does a real it. long verse, and like half of it is about MGK. Yeah, well, the, he talks about like how uh, do you we, know these two clowns aren't in and out together? Just oh, they to could be. Well, well thank you, Ray, for a spoiler alert. It that's where I was going lot, to. I know, yeah. I, I know, I have long rhetoric, but that's exactly where I was going to. Yeah. My final note on that before I get into whether I like either either one of the tracks is. I have a feeling that this is just a setup. That's my wrestling brain going right to it. I think that these two have something into it. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the fact that they're getting people talking about hip hop again. I'm getting. I'm. And here's what. And why I'm sad that we kind of just jumped the shark a little bit. Now that I just talked shit about MGK and not knowing anything, he won this one. He won this round. Yeah. One song won this round. You put out an entire album, three or four songs. You talk about one guy, but only in bars at a time. Yeah. This dude puts out one song, and he he did. He the song is good. Yeah, it's not. It's like- really good. It's not, like, if you look at, you know, some people think rap is easy and it's, it's not. just rhyming the last yeah, word in each it's bar. Not. It's really not. It's just like anything else. It's just like guitar playing. You can be a guy who fucking strums the guitar or you can be Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Same thing in rap. You can be a shitty rapper or you can be Stevie Ray Vaughan of rap. Yep. So, technically, MGK doesn't come close to Eminem as far as, like, the technicality of yeah. rapping. He doesn't have that kind of skill, and he doesn't have that kind of storytelling ability or metaphor ability or any of that, but he just came with the straight insults, regardless of the flow or anything. He definitely won on that end. If you want to look at it, like, technically, as a skillful rapper, I mean, it's fucking Eminem. There's not many guys who are going to beat that. But on a beef level of saying personal things about somebody, MGK destroyed him. Right. And it was nice is you know it's only a matter of time. You know Eminem's going to come out. I'm surprised it hasn't come out yet. Well, he's probably still... Because usually these things, it's like a day here and here's two the issue. days there. I don't know if you know this much of it, but it's not just MGK firing back. Other people have done it now. Yeah, and I'm... Like, but they're just on a smaller level. Yeah, yeah. Like, Diane Ward did a fucking diss track. It was like a minute and 13 seconds. Oh, really? I saw, long. like, a video of him talking about it. Well, that's all it was. It was but it was, it was him and Yolandi, Ninja and Yolandi from Diane Ward. In one of those songs, he talks shit about them. And they come back, and it's not a full-blown diss track. It's literally him just sitting in front of his phone or whatever. And he does a good job tearing into him. Because Eminem's whole diss line on those two were uh, something about how like he pronounced their name wrong, so they made fun of him in a song for pronouncing their name wrong. That's playful. That's whatever. That's yeah. just getting the name out there. Then he goes on, and he's like, yo, I saw somebody fuck your bitch, blah, 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 that other thing. And he, they're like she's not my girl that's my friend like in the way they did it they did it really well it's literally like 8 Mile like they took it away from him yeah. to make him sound so, and they're not even they don't even have a song about him he's just freestyling like just talking yeah. and I actually was really impressed with the fact that he just did it like that like okay you, so you're Eminem the biggest baddest ever 
and you you threw me a line, and out of anybody that you could have attacked, we're probably the one of the lowest ones you could have attacked. Yeah. Yet you decided to attack us, and like, and I gave them some credit for that because what the fuck, man? Like, they're more of a joke. They're more of like a like. That's always been my problem with Eminem is he's not going after like Jay Z or Nas. It's always like some pop star or yeah. fucking whatever that's not going to really respond back. There's 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 bars. And stuff. I found I went on a really deep wormhole where I found some people that like tore apart the hip hop track the Eminem stuff better than I ever would have been able to and there's one person that I found that re, uh, went through the whole album really fast and just pulled up the lines that were dedicated specifically at certain people and they told you who they were talking about that's why I know MGK was hit more than once yeah I here's you know what this is gonna do it's gonna make hip hop relevant again because I don't know whether it was real or not but did you see like somebody posted the that Takashi Six Nine trying to write out a fucking I don't know if it was yeah, him joking that. or not. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, it makes him look real fucking stupid yeah. because it's like, like he already doesn't. But um, those I don't think a lot of those kids can actually rap. I think they no, literally they are just coming up with a stupid line. And what's that uh, girl from YouTube that got famous for fucking being a moron too? The, the young girl. The yeah, the woman who tries to act like yeah. she thinks she's black or yeah, whatever. Yeah. What the hell? Like these people. Oh, are, I know. He's a little tiff. Yeah, no, no. Uh, the, I can't even think of her name because um, it's Catch so me outside, girl. Yeah. No, there's a bunch of them. Catch me outside, girl. Beefed <laughs> with this girl, little tiff, who she's like 13 and she's like, uh, your mom's house podcast tore her apart. She's like this. They white should as get them all be. on Jerry Springer again. No, they, no that's all the thing. They've, they've done. They fought outside of the place <laughs> once already. Like it's fucking so ridiculous because it's this girl. She's like thirteen, whatever her name is, and she's like, she's like, check out my car. Yeah, this is a billionaire. I'm a fucking billionaire. And like she's talking like them, and it's awful. It's so bad. It's so fucking hard to listen to. And she's watch. an act, like clearly yeah. an act. Yeah, but she's still making money. Yeah, she's making money, and it's fucking Cash ridiculous. Cash Me Outside Girl has a fucking. Like a rap career now, yeah, <laughs> and it's terrible. It's horrible. It's terrible. I don't want to. Listen, man. Here's what it comes down to with all that stuff. It's. I hope. Here's what I hope this does. Whether you like Eminem's new album or not, I actually think it's pretty good compared to a lot of the stuff that's come out in a long time. Oh yeah. On a mainstream level. Um. I hope that it ignites a fire under some of these people, and they try to battle them back. And I hope that's what it just becomes. I hope it's him fucking getting the world going. Oh shit, we actually yeah. have the rap again. Because Machine and Kelly now, I don't know how recent it was, but it was a. Have you seen the? Uh, he's on some radio show and he's fucking freestyling, and it's like yeah, yeah. it. It's pretty fucking good, man. He's not a mumble rapper. Like he's got some skill, but he, he he's not a mumble rapper. But he's he's more like a southern rapper yeah, yeah. Like, you know and I hated that when that was happening Ludacris too Ludacris is one of those guys I was, Ludacris is actually really good though as yeah. far as a rapper I just brought him because he was one of those yeah guys. yeah but um, my me. my whole thing with the Eminem thing is you're right it's it's good compared to what's coming out but you might as well give him a participation trophy at that point because it's still not to me it's still not good it's just good relatively to everything yeah. else my biggest problem with it is that he's so talented that he he doesn't he doesn't stick to one thing. Like even when he's doing a serious song, like he'll do most of it serious, and then just all of a sudden he'll go into some dumb shit like that has nothing to do with anything. And to me, that's just lazy writing. Yeah. It's like I know what it is to be writing a serious song and get stuck, and then all of a sudden you come up with these bunch of different words that rhyme. And uh, you just go with it because you're stuck. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what you were writing about before. Well, writing a rock song or a metal song is the same way. Sometimes, typically with a rock and roll song, 
just like a rap song. So I don't know how it is with hip hop. I don't know if you write your your bars first and then find a beat that fits it, or if you find a cool beat. Everybody does it differently. You do it different, right? Yeah. The same thing with rock and roll or hip or metal. So the best way, in my opinion, to do it is I I've never liked writing lyrics first. I'll write lyrics down and hopefully be able to use them later, but never a full song and force that song onto a song. Yeah. Or a, never set a, a set of lyrics to force them into a song. I like having a full song. I like helping set up the song so then I can set my lyrics up to it. And I think a lot of metal does that too. Like Tool, that's like the reason why Tool's taken 10 years to come out with an album is because the band hasn't written an album. Hmm. Maynard will not touch a Tool album until it's completed. And then he goes and does it. He doesn't even record it with them. They send it to him, he records his vocals, and then he sends it back to them. That's why there hasn't been a Tool album for 10 years. And a lot of bands are like that now. Yeah. That's why there's been like. Real artists, Nirvana, Kirk Cobain was like that. The music always came first. You know, like, it just is what it is. And you can make lyrics fit to something. Yeah, it depends. Like, sometimes, when I was writing music, sometimes I'd sit down with the person who made beats, and we'd construct something based on something yeah. we wanted to do. Or, I would find a beat, and however it made me feel is what the song would be about. Or vice versa. I would write something, and then he would create something around it. So yeah. you can do it a million different ways. It's just that with the, with him, he's so talented, he shouldn't... I mean, you can get stuck on a song, but don't, when you're stuck, just write some bullshit to get it done. Yeah. Because the, even in that Kamikaze song, he's going serious for a while and dissing all these people, and then he says some stupid shit like, stick an ice pick in my dick and a... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, see, I, I, I It doesn't agree. fucking... It has nothing to do with anything. It's just laziness. I agree with you. The, I, lose he, him, I lose him there... The only time on that album that I thought it was okay was, I, I can't remember what song it is, but there's a song where it's clearly a mumble rap diss song, yeah. and he's like, he talks about like a cyclops, one eye, blah, 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 blah. Those are the only things we have in common. If you can I work... Didn't, I didn't mind that, because it's he, yeah. it's literally him being like, this is how you write, right? and this is you being serious. This is me talking shit about you, about how bad you are, yeah. and this is how bad it sounds. Now I'm gonna go and kill you with a real song, right? And I didn't mind that if, song, if, that. right? If you can cleverly work in some nonsense and make it make yeah. sense within the context of the song, that's fine, right? But when you but just, I agree with the stick dude, a dick in a nice picture. He was my clearly dick. just stuck. Yeah. Like I don't know what the fuck else to write, and all this rhymes. So let me write this down. Yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean? it's just laziness. That's no, that's my I biggest do. problem with it. And he he, it's not the only time he's done that. He's done that on old out. Good. Oh, he did that a lot back. Then. He's done that a lot recently. Yeah. like there was one good line with the art, uh, the um, MGK thing where he was like. He's talking, talking his line order, and he's like, "We know who you are, R. Kelly, or whatever. We know who you that are." That was good. Kelly. That was really yeah. good because it was like multiple things, like because the whole beef came from him talking about. And then yeah, plus the way he high. used R. Kelly was, he was talking about R. Kelly, but he 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 used it in the sense of R meaning A R E, and then yes, Kelly meaning exactly. MGK. Exactly. Which was fucking Kelly. You got it. Yeah. And it was it was really well done. Yeah. Now flip that around really quick to sum up the MGK thing. His song's pretty fucking good. And a lot of what he says is actually pretty, like, it's pretty to heart. So, and a lot of it's, like, stuff that I don't think anyone's ever heard before as far as, like, he's, he's, he's talked about something about Eminem and that Shade 45 a radio station he gotcha, owns. And gotcha. he told shut down. the DJ not to allow him on the show years ago, I guess, yep. and shit like that, which really was never out there before. That, he did that one and he did, uh, he did something about, like, how... I like how it was funny. He like called him out on being like five eight or whatever, and he's yeah, like, he's like, yeah, you're five eight. I'm six four. And then he said another thing about uh, how like he doesn't even leave his house and he just uh, 
uh, recites, no, uh, memorizes the encyclopedia. Yeah. And, like, he talks about how he's out and fucking kill him. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. There's a couple really good lines. I don't know them off the top of my head. Yeah, but. like I said, technically, he doesn't come close to Eminem, but as far as, in, in a beef-style rap, he, he killed him, and he definitely took that round. Now, I expect, I fully expect Eminem to come fucking fire and brimstone after that, but... I hope. We'll yeah. see what happens. And that one, that makes for good stuff. Now, this is a little a bit of a segue I'd like to go to where I would like to throw a theme for a, a hopefully uh, an upcoming episode well I've been I've been dying to do uh, two things I've been dying to do a controversial song something that created true controversy in media and kind of made maybe created real outrage or whatever or got a talking a talking point so maybe pick a song from a band maybe it'd be uh, Venom or whatever whatever you guys want to fucking bring not Venom uh, Mayhem whatever there's a million different things you can do um, that a song came out it can be hip hop it can be anything that was controversial when it came out it fucking hit mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of cool to talk about and I also would like to do uh, either a good rap beef like two songs so like one one hip hop artist firing back so like when, what's your favorite two hip hop diss tracks against each other or metal have you ever seen a metal band do that I have so that's where I would go with it because that's what I know so I don't know if Ray would know any of either one of those two but I'm sure you could come up with something where two bands suck shit. I mean, hell, you can go with Leonard Skinner and Neil Young. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm. how far back that kind of shit goes. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of that. And if you go deep with it, there's that shit's been going on for a long time. And I'm sure there's tons out there you don't even know because they're kind of subliminal. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there's there's one that I would do with two bands that I, I'm sure you two, like, one of the bands I've already played before and the other band I haven't yet. And one of the bands I've, are in both categories. And that's why I wouldn't mind talking about them because I, I'm not going to play them otherwise. Yeah. Um... But I, think, I just think it would be a good talking point. I don't think it's a... One of the bands, I don't think you guys would really necessarily like any of their music, but I think if we did, like, a lyric breakdown, you guys were like, oh, shit, like, this track. Like, that's what we would have to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's bringing a couple of themes together. Like, yeah. we'd have to read the lyrics to get to this, and why is it like that, and why is it relevant? Anyway? So yeah. That's just something to put on the table and to try to help uh, yeah. bring it back. No, that's a good idea. We have anything else to uh, to go over? This one, this one was nice and easy. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, right? We did the M&M, we did... Louis C.K. I think we did the music. We got everything out. I think got that's my it. plugs out. What do you, what do you have? Anything? Mm, nothing much. Do you have anything uh, to plug? Do you have anything that is up and coming that you're excited about? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love you, buddy. You're, you're, there's a reason why you're my best friend in the entire fucking world. Um, so, long story short, uh, Raymond is uh you just make me laugh I guess this is where we can end this one because I don't have much else to say after that because you just you just suck the wind right out of that sail <laughs> I'm trying to th- toss him up a softball and fucking uh let him run with something for a second but apparently he didn't have anything to run with which is fine I think what was going on you know what lately we've been putting on it doesn't matter now but yeah um alright guys so that's another episode in the books um let us know what you think about the the shorter format we're kind of trying to bang on more episodes this way and I actually think it worked out pretty well mm. I think I think we should keep on trying to do that we got a little bit more in um, we don't have as many dull moments wait it sounded like you had something to say please do uh, I'm just gonna tell everybody uh, to take it deep and uh, we haven't asked you for the clothes yet though so well I, I figured we were getting there but did I say Ray hit us with the closer uh no, I think right. I heard you no, say I it. I, I just say. heard you say it. Though. Now I did, but before that, I I, I didn't. So you said it a couple times. Yeah. Now, no, well, you know, 
So I guess that's where we're going with this one, huh, buddy? Well, you can take it deep. Do you have... But, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug, anything you want to throw out there, anything you're excited for? You just went to the... Oh, real last minute. Um, you went to the Greek festival yesterday. How was that? It was good. Uh, Lions How much suck. tzatziki sauce did you have? Um, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Did you eat lamb? I did. Did you? This yeah. goes back to your word association, food. I guess... Uh, the food was good. Yeah, it was a good. No, for real though, was it good? Did you see Nate by any chance? I did see him. I didn't really bullshit with him. I didn't want to bother. No, him. He's he was, pretty busy. He was slicing up his meat and doing whatever he was doing. Yeah, so. he does that every year. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so. yeah. Cool. Uh, did you have any Mythos uh, beer? This stuff's actually pretty. It's kind of like Be- uh, Beck's, but I didn't. Oh, it's pretty no. good. So they sell it there because it's you know, Greek beer. Alright, uh, that's about it. I tried giving Ray a fucking softball so we could have something to talk about, but he just keeps on wanting to give it the closer when I haven't asked for it yet. Steve, do you have anything before we close? I do not. Ray, hit us with a closer. Take it deep, everybody. And when I say take deep, I mean take that music deep. Like like purple.